Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello again, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours east of the 50-yard line in SoFi Stadium in Southern California. And I'm Mark LZ Rams in Northeast Florida. This is Ram Forward, horns up coast to coast, and we normally start off with a trivia question, and let's do that. You've come up with a doozy, Mark. Okay, today's trivia question. The 1985 LA Rams had a good season that year, winning the NFC West, then shutting out the Cowboys in the divisional round. Then they met the Bears in the NFC Championship game, and like everyone else who played the Bears in the playoffs that year, they got demolished. The 85 Rams were a run-heavy team who featured Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson. Question, who was the quarterback of the 1985 LA Rams? So the 2-2 two and two Rams take on the Dallas Cowboys. At least it will be at SoFi Stadium, and the strongest part of the Rams this year has been the defense. Okay, well, first we'll look at who will be getting the most snaps. The defensive line has been injury-free, so we'll see the big three of Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson. The inside linebackers will be the dynamic duo of Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones. The outside linebackers will be a rotation of Leonard Floyd, who still has yet to record a sack, Justin Hollins, and Terrell Lewis. The cornerbacks will be Jalen Ramsey, rookie Darian Kendrick, and journeyman Grant Haley. With Jordan Fuller out, the much maligned Taylor Rapp will play at free safety and Nick Scott at strong safety unless Raheem Porras opts to start Terrell Burgess over Rapp. I think Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Porras, his name is Raheem Morris, but I call him Porras because his defense, in my opinion, is way too porous. They'll play that Charmin defense, which I call it, the kind that's very soft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can wipe your butt with it. I don't particularly like it. That defense plays soft zone with the defensive backs so far off the wide receivers, they need binoculars to see who's on offense. That passive defense is hurting our aggressiveness. Our outside linebackers, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, and Terrell Lewis, have only two sacks combined over the first four games. I would like to see more press man coverage, stunts by the defensive line on passing downs, and blitzes. The problem is, quarterbacks are just throwing these five- and six-yard passes, and you're not going to get much of a pass rush when the quarterback is getting rid of the ball in two or three seconds. And that's what you get when you get that soft zone. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more press man coverage, but I doubt we will because we rarely do. The Cowboys' rushing attack is led by the overrated Ezekiel Elliott, who's averaging less than four yards per carry. The other running back is Tony Pollard, who has a higher yards per carry and is more of a threat in the passing game. Neither player should really scare anyone, and we should be able to contain the running game fairly well. With quarterback Dak Prescott out, Backup quarterback Cooper Rush has led the Cowboys to three straight wins, throwing four TDs and no picks over that period. He should have no trouble completing six-yard pass after six-yard pass to receivers such as C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown, and with no blitzes or stunts from the defensive line, will be able to execute the passing game fairly well. Our trivia hint, I remember reading about this quarterback and how that he could uh be on his knees from the 50-yard line, and he could hit the end zone, the back of the end zone, and was so impressed by that as a kid growing up. Thought, wow, this guy is really going to lead us to the Super Bowl. That's right. So you remember that as well? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. they didn't pass much that year, but that he was supposedly a good quarterback in the Canadian Football League. He was in his 30s, so he wasn't a kid, and they thought he might be good enough to get us over the hump. But yeah. that was in 85, the, 1985, they could have had a... Uh, 
Joe Montana playing quarterback when it wouldn't have helped the Rams that year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about the offense, and uh, it just makes me squeamish to even think about the offense because, well, I guess we did get a little bit of good news and on the injury front, but go ahead. Yes, well, we'll start with the personnel. We'll see uh, Joe Noteboom at left tackle and Rob Havenstein at right tackle. Alaric Jackson has held his own at right guard. Starting left guard David Edwards is off concussion protocol and barring any setback between now and game time should be able to go. We are still weak at center as third-string center Jeremiah Colonnais will likely play because I am not sure if newly acquired center Matt Skura will be ready to go. The rest of the offense will be the usual guys, wide receivers Cup Robinson and the Moose, tight end Tyler Higby, quarterback Stafford, and Akers and Henderson at running back. I say the same thing every podcast. We need more variety and creativity on offense. They're not running any of those traditional screens. You know, the kind they're throwing those bubble screens. But I'm talking about the kind where the quarterback drops back and they let the defensive line rush and they dump the ball past them to the running back who then has all those offensive linemen uh, as a wall of blockers in front of them. That helps defend against a strong pass rush, and we're going to need that with our weak offensive line. There isn't enough pre-snap motion. They don't do anything to confuse the defense. Too many runs are up the middle from a bunch formation. Just once I'd like to see a flea flicker and end around or here's a play. Stafford hands the ball to Henderson, who rushes sideways, stops, tosses the ball back to Matthew Stafford, who then launches a 50-yard bomb to Jatarius Atwell. Think about uh, how exciting that would be. Do you think we'll see anything that creative or fun? I doubt it. We'll just see those same passes from the straight drop back, one right after the other. And now McVay better get this. If something happens to David Edwards and he can't play, and we have to go with Bobby Evans again, between Bobby Evans and Jeremiah Colonnais uh, blocking up the middle, if they don't roll the pocket, not only will Stafford play poorly, but he may also get injured. We must see Chitarius Atwell play and get a bunch of snaps. We must. Allen Robinson isn't producing squat, so why not give some of his snaps to Atwell? Give him the ball in a jet sweep or a bubble screen. Send him on a couple of deep patterns. We must add speed to this slow as molasses offense. As long as we have no deep threat and a lousy offensive line, we're going to struggle to score touchdowns. Now, I know some people might ask, how can we throw deep behind a weak offensive line? Well, you can if you leave both Henderson and the Moose in to block. Send Robinson deep on one side to clear that safety, roll the pocket very wide to get by some time, and throw the ball to Chitarius and try to get him deep one-on-one with the safety on the other side. At least try to design some plays to get him deep one-on-one with the safety. Micah Parsons and company will be a problem for our weak offensive line. He has 12 pressures. Former Ram Dante Fowler, if you remember him from 2018, has nine pressures, while Demarcus Lawrence, Donovan Wilson, and Dorrance Armstrong each have six. That's five Dallas players who have more pressures than anyone on the Rams. Last point, I'm going to pose a thought to our listeners. Even though we won the Super Bowl last year, Stafford led the NFL in interceptions. He has continued that with six more interceptions so far this year. In his 21 regular season games under McVay, he has thrown four pick sixes. The interesting thing is that former Rams quarterback Jared Goff was in the top three in turnovers in his final two seasons with the Rams in 2019 and 2020. Now, Stafford was never a turnover machine when he was with the Lions, and Goff has not been a turnover machine since he was traded to Detroit. So that begs the question, could it be McVay is turning these quarterbacks into turnover machines? Now, I know some interceptions occur from tip balls or errant throws or balls that bounce off the receiver's hands into defenders. That stuff's going to happen. But a lot of these interceptions are defensive backs jumping the route, which makes me think that there is a predictability issue to McVay's passing scheme. So either Stafford has suddenly developed atrocious judgment 
uh, when he was traded to the Rams, or is there is some other factor behind it? We'll explore that idea in future podcasts because it just seems coincidental that over the last four or five years, whoever is quarterbacking for the Rams is uh, become leading the league in turnover. Seems awfully uh, coincidental to me. Well, uh, Skip Bayless, who is a big Dallas Cowboy fan, thinks that uh, Micah Parsons is going to get six sacks this week against the uh, Rams. But I, I just, uh, whether we win or lose, of course, I always like to see him win. But uh, whether we win or lose, I just like to see some kind of cohesion somewhere and some kind of momentum, something to build on. Because uh, looking at the statistics on offense and defense, the Rams are pretty much at the bottom of the league, and they're kind of we're kind of lucky to be two and two. But uh, what is your summary of the oh, the Cowboys and the Ram game? Well, logic tells me the Rams will lose. The Cowboys will march down the field several times on Raheem Parse's Charmin defense and put points on the board. We have a problem at center, as with any team using a third stringer. I have no confidence in McVay or Porras to adjust when their game plan isn't working. I expect we'll see the same boring schemes on both sides of the ball. Maybe McVay will shock me and implement some of the things I've been advocating the past few podcasts, but I doubt it. We have too many guys injured and too many other guys simply not producing. Things will be a struggle for us until after the bye when we start getting guys healthy just in time for the next 49er game. We're just not playing good football right now. I predict Cowboys 24, Rams 20. Trivia question was the 1985 LA Rams had a good season that year. They won the NFC West. Who was the quarterback of that L.A. team? He was none other than Canadian Dieter Brock. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.